Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bravo Tea with a stay-at-home mom. I'm Erica, and I'm ready to talk about Bravo. Welcome back, everybody. I am literally so excited to do this episode because I'm going to dive right in. I felt like Beverly Hills was giving us everything this week. We got a second dinner party from hell. We got some old people coming on, Denise Richards, Camille Grammer, Faye Resnick, and we finally got to meet Morgan Wade. So let's just dive in. So it starts off with Dorit and Crystal meeting at Kyle's house for tea. And this is kind of following up right after she had met Sutton. So we're having her explain to Dorit and Crystal kind of how weird and erratic Sutton was. And of course, from Kyle's perspective, but I'm more on Kyle's side. Of course, we know Sutton doesn't really agree with how Kyle is describing their interaction, but she, when she does interact or reenact it, it is pretty funny. And Dorit is saying, I totally know what you mean because I have gotten that side of her where she's just totally okay one minute and then the next minute she's kind of biting your head off. So Crystal's kind of just taking it all in. And the only thing I don't like about Crystal is she kind of has a big mouth in her confessionals and then like she's pretty timid and quiet in person. So Kyle brings up that she thinks Sutton was acting that way because of her drinking. Maybe she was like drinking and we know Kyle is not. So she's just saying, you know, she was a little erratic and I think it's maybe she had one too many cocktails. And then it pans to Crystal saying, oh, okay, Kyle, you just stopped drinking yesterday and now you're going to place judgment on everyone. Well, she's not really placing judgment in my opinion. She's more just saying maybe she wouldn't have acted that weird and that dramatic reenactment of Erica if she wasn't drinking. And we all have to remember Kyle isn't drinking, so she's totally sober brain and remembers everything. And Dorit just goes right in and says she wouldn't be shocked if Sutton pours vodka in her coffee. And (laughs) um, that was pretty funny. But then we also did like a side note that's kind of random. But remember in a couple episodes ago, like Maurizio and Kyle were having that fight because they were having Portia's birthday dinner there. And he's like, oh my God, look at all this mail. Look at this mail in the corner. Well, I was looking behind them talking in the kitchen and that mail still in a pile it's like a growing pile and then I'm like wait are those like your bills that you need to be paying like either you need to open them he needs to open them or you need to get help to open them because there could be important things in there and the mail is just like taking up a whole countertop it was like pretty crazy and they probably obviously get so much mail between the two of them but that is when she said, we don't have help. And then that's when I noticed like with mail and bills and stuff. And then that's when I noticed the pile. And I was like, well, maybe that's something you should uh, add to the list is getting help. Maybe she should get an Avi like Sutton just to open the mail. But then we see Sutton and Garcelle going to dinner where they went to dinner is cute. And of course, once again, Sutton is ordering her drink and using that nasty ocean spray 
grapefruit juice. Like, I'm pretty sure these cutesy little restaurants will just squeeze you fresh grapefruit juice. And for me, that's what I want. Like, I love to make cocktails and I make them really well at our house. So when we do go out, that's kind of on my list for restaurants. Like, not as picky about food, but I want them to be able to make me a tasty cocktail. And then like, if we go to a place that I feel like they can't make a tasty cocktail, I'll get wine because I don't even want to deal with like that ocean spray, low grade juice. Like she is traveling specifically with to these restaurants, which is always mind blowing to me. I'm like, that's so weird. I could see her bringing the fresh squeeze, but like, why are you packing like crappy juice? They probably already have there. But anyway, So, of course, she's talking about her sense of what she got with the talk between her and Kyle. And she's not really leaning into her impersonation, which is more what Kyle is. She's more leaning in with Garcelle that she feels Kyle inserts herself only with her. So, like, she'll come in out of nowhere and kind of take the other person's side and insert herself and give her opinion. And that she was defending Erica more. But she then brings up Kyle's new ring. And I was ready for this. Because when we were seeing in the previews, I was like, oh, finally, they're going to talk about some stuff like that. So we pan to a little flashback of her FaceTiming Kyle. And she's like, oh, is that a new ring? And she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You like sapphires. That's why you notice it. And she went... Yeah, I do, but I also don't miss much. So we have little Detective Sutton, and she's talking to Garcelle about kind of what she talked to Jennifer Tilly about, that Kyle is, like, working out, not drinking, getting tattoos, like, hanging out with Morgan Wade, and now she's getting this ring, and it's, like, cool if you get a new piece of jewelry, but the fact that you're putting it on your finger that's supposed to be for your wedding band And you're not going to say if, oh, yeah, I, like, upgraded my ring and it's from Maurizio. That's kind of weird. Like, sorry. And then we get major shade from Garcelle, which I didn't like this either. I feel like she can be one that she's, she gets a little, like, testy with the girls in person. But really in those confessionals, she can be like Crystal. She like is a little mouthy and then would never say it to their face and then wonders why sometimes they don't like her or maybe they're having a disagreement with her. And it's like, well, maybe it's because of what you said. So she says, I don't really notice jewelry like Sutton does. The only time I noticed it was after Dorit got married or Rob, she still had all hers. That was a low blow. Because we're still seeing Dorit struggle with her PTSD with that robbery. And that was a major insinuation that she thinks they did it for an insurance scam. Which is the rumor that has always gone around after it. And that that was pretty shady. Because she, in the episode before, is telling Dorit, Oh, I feel like you were being mean about my kids, and I don't even want them around you, basically. And then she's going to say that. That's She's basically saying PK paid people to break in their house with their little kids there with, like, guns and terrify his wife. I, I don't think so. So I didn't really like that. 
And then we see Erica meeting with a talent manager talking about how she wants to come back. And the girl is like, I could tell she's probably the one that got her the Vegas residency because now we know she is making her come back because she's doing all that. And she's just talking about how she wants to perform and all that. So I like that. I do like that she's getting back on her feet because at the end of the day, I don't think she had much to do with what Tom was doing. I think their marriage was very much, I work, don't ask me, I'm not telling you, it's none of your business. Like, I'm sure that's exactly how it was. So she didn't know he was taking that money from people. I mean, she just thought he was rich, which he was, so it wasn't weird. It's not like he was homeless, and then all of a sudden the next day they're flying on a private jet. She met him with money, so... I kind of probably would be the same way, not really wondering where it's coming and knowing that I'm not going to ask questions and probably get any answers. Like, even if she did ask, he probably wasn't going to say anything. And then um, Garcelle takes Jax to go to dinner, and she's just kind of bringing up that talk they had on the beach. I do like that she talks to her kids um, like this and wants to make sure they're on a good terms and everything, especially because she is a single parent. So I think it's vital. She does this and they're both seem very mature enough to have these conversations with her. But then we can tell on the look on her face that this wasn't acting like she was surprised what he says when they're talking about her divorce with her ex-husband that he found out at about age eight that the dad cheated on her and she is just in shock. I felt really bad for her because I, to my knowledge, what I got out of it is she didn't know they knew because she never wanted to tell them. She probably thought I'll tell you one day or maybe the dad will. But the fact that he found out at age eight, I did feel bad for her. Um, then he orders very expensive dinner, which was funny. And, um, that's pretty much it from the dinner, but I did feel bad. And I think it's great that she didn't even want to tell them like what happened or especially when they were young, have them find out and ruin that image of their father when she easily could have. But I know celebrities want to protect their kids, but it's kind of hard when you're a celebrity, like they're going to get on the internet, they're going to read about it. But again, at age eight, you're hoping they don't. And then, you know, we cut to the commercial, but I was biting my nails, waiting for the commercial to be over. And we finally, finally are getting Morgan Wade and Kyle together. And let me tell you this, we're getting them in a tattoo place, which obviously is just funny because we know that Maurizio doesn't want her getting more tattoos, but she's like, I don't care what you think. I'm living my life with my new quote unquote friend. And as soon as I saw them together, immediately, the chemistry between them. Am I right? Lesbian! We're all thinking it, aren't we? I'm not. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm getting real confused now because I really do think that whether they have physically done something or not, that Kyle is obsessed with her. I mean, she was like smitten with her. She was giggly. Then she kind of like pushed and touched her arm. Like she was reminding me of like when you're younger and you have like a crush on like a boy 
And that's how you're acting. And she can say all she wants, like, oh, she's my close friend. It's like, Kyle, we've seen you with close friends on the show before. Like, you don't act like that with Teddy. You don't act like that with Dorit. I'm getting a totally different vibe when you're with her. And by the way, she became your close friend like yesterday. Like the closeness and fastness of the closeness is what's questionable too. And then we got the tattoo guy just observing and he's probably like, oh, this woman is like obsessed with this girl. And he's asked, how did you guys meet? And then Morgan says, she stalked me, which that's another thing. Okay, so you're famous. You're Kyle Richards. You're just on Instagram and find this girl who I did listen to her one song, obviously, because I had to watch the music video that Kyle was in. And it was good. Like I personally don't, I don't listen to country, but I can say if people are talented or not. And yeah, she was good. But I feel there's way more talented people. So the fact that Kyle was like so obsessed with her the second she heard her and like messaged her and stalked her like to get her attention was like a little strange because it's like, are you messaging other people that are better singing than her? And I get it. We all have the band we like or the people we like and we may not all understand, but it's fascinating that she like stalked her down and then they got that close immediately and she like follows her around to her concerts. And one thing I have heard before, which would totally make sense, but she has not come out and said this, which is why I think it's not true because you would just say it to shut the rumors down, is she follows her around to all these concerts because she has money invested with her. That would make so much sense. And she's like helping build her career. Um, We know she is making a documentary about her, which again strange like you just met this person you're hunting them down and you want to make a documentary about them okay um and I know it is because she um went through with the breast cancer scare and everything and her and Kyle can share that but still like you there's lots of people that do that and it's just all these things are just pointing to me that she does love her (laughs) or like whether they have done anything or not she loves her because then she gets home Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm skipping ahead. She gets the little tattoo, which she didn't get that that day because when she goes home later, it's like fully healed, not red and not in the little saran wrap stuff. So they must have reshot that again. But she gets the little tattoo and she's holding Morgan's hand. And then she's like, oh, I'll put a tattoo on Morgan. And she puts a K on her. It's like she branded her. It's like, Back in the day when people are like, oh, let's get our names tattooed on our ring fingers. Immediately, those people get divorced because we saw that with Tamara Judge on The Real Housewives of Orange County. She got Simon's name on her ring finger. And then we see her later getting it lasered off, which I hear hurts. It hurts way more than getting the tattoo. I don't have any tattoos. So thank God I don't have to worry about getting any lasered off. But I hear it's more painful than getting the initial tattoo. So whenever you get tattoos, people listening, make sure it's forever and you're going to like it forever. And it's good quality because that K is on Morgan Wade forever. So if they break up tomorrow, she'll, she'll probably just put like a like a thing on top of it though. That's easy. She, she has so many tattoos, it's like lost in the sauce on her arm anyway. But then we see Kyle going home. This is what I was skipping ahead to because... 
She goes home to Maurizio and she's like, mood dropped. Like, she's like, ugh, I'm home to you. Have to look at you. And he's in that little front room with the like panoramic, like gaming computer doing his work. And she's like, ugh, you're working. And he has like a bag on the floor and she's like, oh, you're using that bag to travel. And he's like, yeah, my golf clubs are in it. So it's like one of those long ones. And she's like, oh, you could, I could fit in here. She's like, but don't get any ideas. And I'm like, oh my God, watching them on screen is literally so uncomfortable. Cause it's like, you know, they're going to get divorced or, you know, they're going to break up ultimately. So watching them act like they kind of like each other, but she's not even acting. He is. And maybe it is because he still likes her, but she's like, no, I'm checked out. And then he's like, oh, did you read my book? And she's like, no, I'll get around to it. Now, in the episode before, Kyle's saying she doesn't even want to go out anymore and she wants to sit at home and read. Well, obviously, you're not sitting at home reading his book. And I don't know why she doesn't even just lie to him. Like, that's what I mean. She's just so emotionally checked out. She's not even going to lie and say, oh, yeah, I read your book. It's great. I mean, my feelings hurt for him until she comes out and says, I was so mean to him because I found out he cheated on me like a bunch of times or even one time. Then I'll be like, yeah, I'm glad she didn't read your stupid book. Like, and I'm going to throw, I'm going to buy your book and throw it in the trash because I'm so mad at you. But then um, we see Sutton meeting with the dating girl and Dorit comes in for backup. Now, that's weird. I don't know why she didn't get Garcelle in there because Dorit's not going to really compliment Sutton at all. And then the they are trying to talk about qualities of Sutton. And they were like, oh, she's really self-aware. And Dorit was like, no, I don't think she's self-aware at all. And I don't either. So that was funny. But then they're like kind of going through the guys. And Sutton flips through one and like zooms in on his like private parts. And Dorit calls her out on that. And it's really weird. Um, I noticed on all, like all of theirs, it said religion, it said spiritual. And then one said, was Catholic now spiritual? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I feel like she'll literally never find someone because she is too picky. And like, no offense, like she's kind of weird. So she really can't be picky either because she's just so weird. So like, Watching her on that those dates last season with that guy, I forget his name, I forget how to pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try, when she wore the ugly cat sweater, like, it was so uncomfortable watching her. And I'm like, I wonder how long her and her ex-husband were even married, because, like, I wonder if he just worked so much that he didn't even, like, really have to hang out with her, because she is, like, really awkward and strange, and I feel like that's why she's not finding anyone, but um, then we see the all the ladies getting glammed up for the dinner. And I was like, oh, this is the dinner I'm waiting for because we're going to see like all the people and we're going to get like Kyle getting a little upset. So Kyle is FaceTiming Morgan and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so she's like, oh, you, your hair looks really pretty. I can't do her accent, but she's got a deep little like honky tonk voice. And um. She's like, oh, look, there's that K you branded on me. And she's like, oh, you can't even see it and blah, blah, blah. 
And for once, Kyle is paying glam. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because usually she does it herself. And she always looks good when she does it herself. I'm like, basically, you almost look the same. Like, that's how good she is doing it. And then um, earlier, Kyle was kind of telling Morgan, like, I don't know if I want to do, like, the THC at the party. And I could tell Morgan was, like, a little, like, yeah, no, wait, like, we're sober sisters together. Like, you can't do that. And she's like... Um, I just feel like really peer pressured. It's really interesting to me how kind of weak Kyle is with peer pressure. Like, I know we all kind of like fall into it a little, but like she really seems like she's the type that is caves into it, which I'm shocked. Like it wouldn't really bother me if I really wanted to be sober on this show. If someone said like, oh, aren't you going to have a drink? I'd be like, no, and it's none of your business. I'm not going to. So some people just aren't strong-willed like that to talk back to people like that. So I'm a little shocked she's that weak, though. And um, we find out, though, that she does end up doing it. So to me, I'm like, mm, I don't really see the difference than you doing that and having alcohol. But she feels very strongly that alcohol clouds her brain. So we're going to give her that respect. But we finally see when people are arriving at the house... Um, Faye Resnick arrives. Thank God we're getting her a little bit. And then Anne Marie, we finally meet her. Now it's starting to bother me because some of the podcasts I'm listening to, they're calling her like Anna Marie. Her name is not Anna Marie and it's clearly spelled Anne Marie. And she's even calling herself Anne Marie. So I don't know why there's confusion, but we're getting her. She comes in. Uh, she's very energetic to be there, which I like that. Um, and then Crystal is saying that that bitch is nosy because we do see later in the season that they have a little head-to-head argument. So I'm ready for that. And um, we're getting flashbacks from that dinner party from hell because Camille arrives and she arrives with none other than Denise Richards. We are getting her back on the screen and I don't know where... Or what Denise was doing before this dinner. But oh my God. She is coming in already messed up. I mean, I don't know if she was like day drinking all day. Or she was doing some private THC. Like with friends. But or whatever her and Aaron were doing. Or whatever she was doing alone. She's coming in a little tuned up. And... Garcelle says even that she knows Camille and Faye don't like each other because we see like an awkward greeting between them. And this is where I'm like, wait, Kyle, like Faye is like one of your best friends. I thought that Kyle and Camille like weren't even friends anymore. So I was like, wait, that's so funny that like she's making them be in the same room and they don't have to be because she's not on the show. And then we see that when Kyle did the place settings, she puts them across from each other. I'm like, oh, Kyle, you're playing a little dirty. I like it, though. And uh, Camille is, like, next to Denise saying, oh, my God, like, I'm not across from Faye, of course. Faye goes right over to the friend she arrived with, and she went, I am not sitting across from that woman, so we need to trade, and you go sit down there. Like, Faye is not playing. She's like, I'm not across from you, not today, not getting into it with you. So then Faye moves and she's kind of more 
like near, uh, no, she's on the end. She's not really near Kyle. Kyle's kind of in the middle, but we see everyone's sitting down. And then of course, Sutton and Kyle go to another room to talk alone. So then at first I'm like, oh, maybe Sutton is going to kind of be like, I'm really sorry. And I was upset about something. So she does say that she's like, I'm really sorry. My brain was kind of elsewhere. And I feel like at first Kyle's like, oh, okay, good. But then where Sutton always gets is like, she's kind of making something that's not a big deal. Like first when we're first hearing, it sounds like a big deal. And then it turns into like, "Mm, okay, first world problems. That's not a big deal at all. And that's why Kyle always gets mad at her. So she's saying that her ex-husband got a big promotion and he needs to permanently move to London. And he is going to take the son, who's only like 15, we're finding out. So, And then demanding she move too. Well, Kyle is in her I hate my husband era. So she's telling her, well, I would be like, F him. I'm not even married to you. I'm not listening to you. And Sutton's like, well, I know. And, you know, come to find out that I'm not going to move and the son's not going to move and I'm actually just going to get more child support. So I'm like, okay, yeah, there's no problem then. So we don't understand why your brain was elsewhere, but maybe it's because it just happened and she didn't know for a fact that she wasn't going to have to move and the kid wasn't going to have to move and whatever. But I mean, irregardless, he couldn't make her move I get if like she would miss her son because he would be moving but I don't know why she's like oh and he's gonna make me move it's like he can't make you do anything now if he could legally take the kid forever maybe you would want to move just so you could see him but if they got so much money that kid could fly back and forth but okay that's here nor there getting on a tangent about that but Kyle is feeling no sympathy with the comparisons And then she's saying that, like, you do this a lot. Like, this instance and then last season when Dorit got robbed, you're trying to say, oh, well, I'm having problems too because some designer can't fly into my store. And then she's talking about their trip with the ladies when um, her and Crystal had that spat. And she's just saying, you always do this. And it's like, kind of tired of it. And then of course she's saying the Vegas thing too. And then she's like, I don't know why you were acting so erratic at your house. I mean, I don't know if you're just drinking too much or your foot medicine. And I'm like, what foot medicine is she on? That's making her all loopy. But, and then I'm like, why is she even taking foot medicine? What's wrong with her foot? But then of course she gets so offended because Kyle kind of is insinuating like, oh, you have a drinking problem. And then Crystal comes in because she's probably like, maybe I should go save Sutton because I feel like the only two people that would care to go in there and save her is like her and Garcelle. And Garcelle's like, I'm not missing one second of this crazy Denise Richards appearance. So I'm sitting right here. So Sutton can fend for herself, which I would be too. I'd be like, I need to like observe everything that's going on in this room. And Crystal kind of does come in too, though, to be like, um, Kyle, we're about to start the meal in your own home without you. Like, do you want to come in here? The THC is get, is getting, you know, non-potent. Like, we need to hurry it up and eat it. So they sit down. And then Kyle and Dorit are kind of silent talking. You know when you do that with, like, a friend or something? And, like, you can't 
talk to them aloud and they're just mouthing the words like lip reading and because Kyle looks upset so Dorit's being a good friend and she's like are you okay and Kyle's like no that bitch and because they're subtitling it but also I can read lips a little bit if it's very few words and very like blatant words so now we know that Kyle is like still upset and then of course Crystal is like okay like I know there are people here that aren't on the show and they don't even know what's going on and they weren't in that room just now but like before we all eat the dinner let's just clear the air and I'm like this is like so stupid you just said that. And like we know you're only saying this and making this announcement. So like you can continue the drama and you could say like, oh, I had a hand in that. So I need to stay on the show the next season. But kind of a little not natural saying that. I feel like it would have come up in conversation at the dinner table. You don't have to make like a formal announcement. So Sutton does say to Kyle, well, you know, I just shared something in that room and you pretty much just shot it down. Like, I was being honest. I was sharing something that bothered me. And you're saying it's, like, not good enough of a problem that I can feel upset. And then we pan to the kitchen and we see the chef saying, should I go out there with them screaming at each other? And the cook's like, no. I mean, it is funny. You always do have to wonder what the staff of, like, restaurants or, like, places, like, if they're getting their nails done or just, like extra added people that like aren't involved I mean they probably kind of know that the housewives argue but they're like "Mm, should we just like take a minute back here and let them argue or like should we give them the food and like interrupt this argument and the producers are probably like yeah no we need the argument so just stay in there keep keep the get those food lamps that are in restaurants and just keep the THC and food warm Because they do walk around to the table and ask everyone the dosage they want. And it was funny. Denise Richards is like, I don't want any. And uh, I've only smoked weed like twice. It's like, um, you were married to Charlie Sheen. And Aaron is a little weird and spacey. And you act weird and spacey all the time. So I don't know what she's talking about. She's only smoked weed like twice. I think that's definitely a lie. Because also, what were you doing before this party? And I mean, the facial expressions on her face, the eyebrows and the lip. I'm like, oh my God, this is why I kind of want you back on the show. Or like a pop in and out friend of just to get these messed up Denise Richard moments. Now, if she like took a break from alcohol because she feels embarrassed on the camera, I would understand that. Like Kyle saying she needs to. Like I feel... She is a little embarrassing at this dinner, but it's given us entertainment, so I like it. But um, then Sutton is saying to Kyle, you know, you're just different. Like, you're so skinny, and you're working out, and you're eating. And we haven't really, like, seen Kyle be weird about the eating. And it seems to me that she eats on the show. So, I mean, it's just really the working out and not drinking, which would make you lose a ton of weight. I mean, not drinking alone, lose a ton of weight. And she's working out like crazy. She's waking up at freaking five in the morning in Las Vegas just to work out. So it's clearly that and stress is like why she's skinny. So I don't really know why the food came up. But then, um, of course, Kyle was like, oh, you want to talk about eating? Like you push your food around on the plate, she's saying in the confessional, like 
like my kids did when they were little, when they don't want to eat. Like I saw that potato on the right side of the plate. Now it's on the left side. So that's interesting. Like that, um, she thinks Sutton has an eating issue and that would be an eating issue if you're playing with your food and you're an adult and you're not eating in front of other adults. That would be a little issue. But then of course, Anne-Marie, who just got there today, she's like lost and she's trying to insert herself, which I will say, which I get it. She kind of has to, but it's like, that's why I don't know why she didn't come in from the beginning. I don't know if Bravo didn't want her to or she couldn't, but it's like, that's why someone should have sent you some video footage of what was happening like already unedited, whatever they need to do just to catch you up. So she's like, well, maybe she doesn't want to talk about it. And Garcelle's like, she wants to talk about her marriage. And then they're like bringing up the ring. And Kyle is like, oh, well, my ring is in the bank. That's literally so weird. Okay. So you took your wedding band and your engagement band that you've worn for years and you've put it in the bank, you now don't even wear it, and you're wearing this other ring that we now found out you bought yourself, because she does say that at the dinner. She said, I bought it for myself. So you took the ring off that Maurizio bought you, put on a new ring that you bought yourself. You're basically saying you're married to yourself. Like, she can buy herself jewelry, because then she's kind of getting on the tangent of like, why can't I buy myself something? And then she looks to Carcel, and she's like, well, where did that necklace come? And she's like, come from, and she's like, Zara. So <laughs> that was shot down. But I mean, yeah, I agree with the other ladies. Like you taking your wedding ring off and then putting a ring on that you bought yourself and he didn't buy you, that's weird. And now it's locked away in the bag. So then they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, is it a makeup thing? And she's like, is that what you want me to say? Do you want me to say that my husband cheated on me and bought me this new band to make up? And all the ladies at this type of table can, you know, relate to that. Camille's like, oh, I got an Aston Martin when Kelsey Grammer cheated on me. And Garcelle's like, I got a diamond cross necklace when Mike cheated on me, which is kind of ironic because given you a cross and he cheated, maybe that was like penance and a makeup gift. And Eric is saying, I didn't even ever wear my ring. And it's just becoming a whole like, oh, we all understand because we live in Beverly Hills and they beat to their own drum out there, I feel like, with marriages. Whether people have arranged marriages and they're like, okay, I want to be rich so you can go off and cheat and I don't care and blah, blah, blah. Or when the woman finds out you cheat and they get upset, they kind of just push a gift in front of them and they're like, oh, okay, I've now forgotten about the cheating. So we're kind of getting into that. And then... Kyle is just like kind of having the meltdown and Sutton's like, no, it's fine. I'm content with your answer. And she is like, they're kind of talking about the drinking. And she's like, you know, even if I have two glasses of wine, I'd wake up feeling depressed and I can't afford to feel depressed right now. And that was like, whoa. And that's what they're kind of insinuating though. Like, okay, why can't you afford to feel depressed? And she thinks her at that little Eagle Woman retreat, which really wasn't a retreat. It was like a 20-minute like talking session on a mountain. Um, I feel like a retreat, you stay overnight. But she was saying, like, I would be lying if I didn't say, like, we had, like, a tough year. And she thinks that's enough for the ladies, though. Like, first of all, that's not enough for these ladies. And second of all, that is certainly not enough for this TV show. We need... 
them to poke and pry, and we need you to eventually cave in and tell us what's going on, because that's why we're watching, for information. So that's what they're getting at, though. Are you not drinking because you wake up feeling depressed because of your marriage? Like, tell us, clue us in. Why is your marriage going in shambles? Like, please talk to us, say something. So that was pretty good. I can't wait to see more of that dinner. I mean, this is definitely 2023 dinner party from hell. I was loving it. We're going to see more of Denise Richards talk. And when she had said like, oh, the appetizers. And Eric was like, we haven't even eaten yet, Denise. And then Denise is like, oh, you know what I'm talking about. And Eric was like, just laughing at her. She's like, no, I'm sorry, Denise. I don't know what you're talking about. Like no one is on your level. Like even if someone gets drunk at this dinner, I don't think they'll be on Denise Richards level. So I'm really excited because then her and Eric are kind of going to go at it at the next um, episode, which is kind of random and weird, but I'm ready to see more Denise Richards rambling on at this dinner. But um, I want to hop right into Southern Charm. Because that was a good episode too. Like I'm loving, we're getting so many good episodes um, of this. I'm loving it. So at the very beginning, we see Craig embroidering little favors for everyone because they're going to go to Jamaica. Because he originally wanted to take just Paige away. And he's like, how about we just have the whole gang go? And you could get close to everyone because you're saying that like, if you ever move down here, you want to have friends and feel included. So he's FaceTimes her when he paints his one fingernail. And she's like, oh, I can't even go. So maybe should have checked with Paige on the dates first, Craig. That's definitely a boy move. Like, I'm just going to make the plans and I hope you can come. So she can't come. She says she's busy and she just, it'd be irresponsible for her to leave work right now. So I don't know if she... I mean, she may just not want to come, but I don't think that's the case. I think she would totally come because she would totally want to have a relaxing trip with him. And I don't think she like dislikes anyone so much that she wouldn't want to be in their presence. Um, then we see Shep and JT going shopping together. And Shep is saying that Taylor like tried to make him jealous and pretty much booty called him. So we see um, the little text message. I'm going to post it on my Instagram of her like reaching out. And this is after the mountain trip. So after they already had their little kiss and she shared the bed with him. And she's just still throwing herself at Shepman. And it's like screaming desperate for me. And it's really sad. And he was shooting down the booty call too, which is even worse. And then she's like, fine, I'll just like go hang out with Austin. And I'm like, oh my God. And Shep is telling JT this and he thinks Taylor is like a precious baby angel, which I don't know why, because we all know she's sending the news to Whitney. She's throwing herself at Austin and Shep and playing them against each other. And it's like, she is definitely not a little baby angel. She is like the little demon on your shoulder telling you to do bad stuff. But he's like obsessed with her. I don't really know why. So he's obviously telling Shep like, you know, I think she's just like in a bad place and you need to not like cave into that. And Shep's basically saying like, well, I rejected the booty call. So JT's saying like, okay, good. You need to stay on that path. And then we see Austin in therapy and he's bringing up Taylor 
and then kind of bringing up Olivia. I'm wondering if like the therapist, if this is kind of like for the show, I don't know. Like, I wonder if they just talk for a couple minutes about this and then the rest of the therapy session, they literally talk about something else. Like, I do believe he's in therapy, but I wonder if the whole entire time they're talking about that. And then we see Madison go to the OB. GYN because she wants to get pregnant. Yay! With her husband, which I really like Madison now. I know she used to be a little bad. I feel like her and Taylor are switching places. Like we're all thinking Madison's good and Taylor's bad now. Um, so she was having a meeting talking about getting her IUD out, and we found out that she like broke her pelvic bone during her first childbirth with her son, which Oh my God, when they pan back to that flashback, so she had him like 10 years ago, she literally doesn't even look the same. Whenever we see the flashbacks of what these people looked at, like either before the show or like right when they started the show, you're like, oh my God, are you the same human? Like I just got to randomly throw out there one flashback is like Melissa Gorga. It's like, OMG, like she looks great now. I'm not saying, but it's like, and I mean, at the time, we thought she was attractive back then. But it's like, oh, my God, no, you were, like, so ugly. <laughs> like, over-tweezed eyebrows and you're, as Jacqueline says, your four phony nose jobs. Like, you needed all that glow-up, girl. So, yeah, Madison. I mean, she was cute back then, but she looks gorgeous now. And they're saying, the doctor's saying she would definitely need a C-section birth. And she's thinking like, oh, I just had my mommy makeover and now I'd have to get ripped open. But she's like, just roll me over and get get cosmetic surgery right after. So that was funny. And then we see Taylor going to talk to Leva um, at her restaurant. And the manager was there and they were kind of talking about the day chaser thing. She's like, oh, yeah, like that event I had like two months ago. Here's the hats that I was supposed to have for that event. <laughs> it's like hot now. No one wants to wear them. And I'm like. Oh my God, girl, like no way the company did sent you the hats like two months later, like you dropped the ball on those hats and yeah, like no one wants the hat now. So they're like, okay, thanks. And then the manager's like, oh, I have to like go and tend to something in the back. And it's like, okay, yeah, leave so we can talk about Bravo. <laughs> um, So she's explaining to Leva about the text and that night with Shep kind of, trying to get behind her desperation and Leva is just like kind of dropping the jaw a little bit and then when we pan to her confessional she's saying I'm looking at Taylor and I'm not seeing my friend because she's just not understanding this like sad desperate throwing myself at someone that has done wrong to me person and she's then in her confessional Taylor's being like justifying the booty call. She's like, I don't think it's weird that I'm booty calling somebody that I was so close with. And it's like, yeah, but in the episode before, he's like basically saying, yeah, I had fun sometimes cheating on you. And you want to go hook up with him? Like literally go hook up with anyone else. Literally anyone else. Like he's being mean to you. That's the thing. If he was being nice to you, like if Olivia kind of fell back and hooked up with Austin in this time period, not like current day now, but like then, because he's like being all nice, we would kind of understand. But I don't understand Taylor even wanting to hook up with Shep. He's like being mean. But that's why she looks desperate. So it's kind of sad. And then 
we see Olivia talking to her mom and she's like, yeah, I don't know why I feel sick. And I got sick from a Shep in the mountain. You know, I wasn't the one that woke up in bed with him. So that was a little shade and dig to Taylor. And then of course, then the mom is like, yeah, did you clear things up with Taylor? And she's like, no, you know, I'm just still really upset, but I feel like I just need space. Like, I'm not even going to talk to her in Jamaica. I just want to have fun. But it's like, we know I'm sure the next episode will somehow get a little conversation between the two of them because that's not how this stuff works. And the alcohol will be flowing. And being being in a room with someone that you want to say something to them, personally for me, I got to just say it to you because it'll bottle up inside of me and I'll be having conversations in my head about what I want to say to you. I just need to say it to you right now now and I'll get it over with. And it makes me feel better. I don't care if it makes you feel better. It'll make me feel better. But Olivia is saying she doesn't want to do that. And then um, she's just kind of talking to her mom about Austin. And then her mom was like, oh, well, what about Rod? And she's like, oh, yeah, I had that talk with Rod already. And she's like, oh, that's a shame. He was a nice boy. But it's like, if it's not there, it's not there. So then when she says, I can't even believe I'm questioning my feelings about Austin right now. I was like, oh my God. I mean, we now know current day she's not, but like, I was like, oh, I was wondering if she was starting to kind of like fall back on Austin because this is when she's still grieving about her brother. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Um, But then we see Austin and Craig working out and he's like, oh, Paige can't come. Like, I'm so sad. And then Austin is like, in his confessional, like, I would hope if something's going on between Craig and Paige, he could talk to me. Because I think he even sees and knows. Craig seems a little more invested. I really don't think that. I think this is just Paige's personality and, like, the vibe she gives off on TV. But, I mean, yeah, you look at, like, their scenes and you see Craig being, like, the sad little puppy dog, like... And then Paige is like, well, I'm like working and I want to live in New York. Bye. So he's like, I hope Craig would tell me if something's happening. But then we see everyone arriving at the airport and they're all like checking their bags and they're all going to get on the airplane. Um, I guess they all took up the whole first class. Now, I would love to be on this flight in coach just watching and taking pictures of them, like all of them up there. I'd be like, huh, yes, this is great. I'm now going to the same place as them. And if I wasn't staying at the same hotel, I'd change my hotel reservations and go find their hotel and stay there. But I like to see who's like sitting next to each other on the plane. So we got like Madison and Vanita doing a little cheers. Looks like they're having a little Bloody Mary because Madison's like, if I'm going to get pregnant, this is like my last hurrah. I'm going to go whoop it up, as Vicky would say. I'm going to go have some pina coladas and we're going to go have some fun on the beach. And then we see um, JT and Taylor sitting together. I'm like, oh my God, he probably like bum rushed somebody to like sit next to her or he like made production like sit them next to each other but then I was like had to rewind it real quick and I was like wait are Rod and Olivia sitting next to each other (laughs) and I was like oh that's just dirty that's just dirty of production to that on purpose but then they land and they get out into this like little um, airport bar, which is like so funny. So when my, one of my best friends from college got married, they got married in Key West and I took 
one of my other best friends from college with me as my date because we were both single. So I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so much fun. We flew into Miami and then took this little plane into Key West. And when you land in Key West, there's like this little airport bar that they just like fill up your drinks. And it reminded me of this. So they're like all getting their little drinks. You can tell they were already drinking a lot on the plane because I feel like Austin and Olivia are a little tipsy and they're like flirting a little bit. Then it pans to Rod, of course. He's like killing Austin with his eyes. He's like, I am literally so upset and I'm going to drown you at the hotel pool later and I will not miss you at all. But they're like flirty, getting their little drinks. He's like, Olivia, you got to shake the margarita because the floater's all on top. You got to shake it. And then um, he's like licking his straw, creepy, like, and I'm like, oh my God, are they just going to drop their margaritas right now and like make out? And then we have our little housewife over there, Craig, getting the drinks and he's explaining to the random airport bar people that uh, they used to date and we got some exes on this trip and some new flings on this trip and it's just going to be an interesting trip. And we got... <laughs> It's so funny he's telling them these little details they don't need to know at all because they're immediately leaving and getting on their giant sprinter van to their hotel, which the hotel looked beautiful. Um, it was so funny when they walked in and they showed like the staircase. Immediately I was like, is this Jennifer Aiden's house in the Real Housewives of New Jersey? And I'm gonna I'm gonna post that on my Instagram too because Putting them next to each other, the staircases, like, they literally look the same. Um, but then Whitney goes up to the concierge, and he's like, oh, I have a suite. Is it, like, a presidential suite? And then everyone's, like, kind of making fun of him. And then Craig's like, oh, my God, nobody can check into a hotel. Everyone's taking so long. And everyone gets to their rooms, and everyone's like, oh, the rooms are so nice. And then, of course, the last one we get Whitney, he's like, this isn't a presidential suite. It's like, Whitney, nobody said you were staying in a presidential suite. I mean, he is Miss Patricia's son. Like, you can tell they, like, spare no expense when they do things. And when they go on a trip, they expect, like, foofy, foofy. So that was pretty funny. But then they go to this nice dinner on the beach, which I love when they do this on the shows because... If they want, they can all like scream at each other. Like when they go on these housewives trip, they always are like, yeah, you guys can't eat with like the rest of the people in the hotel because you'll like alarm people that like don't even watch your show and will be like pissed that they're on a peaceful vacation. So like we're going to set you up on this like alone dinner table outside on the beach. So it's always fun when they do that. And I think it's cute too to have like a little dinner on the beach. Um, so Madison, Olivia, and Vanita arrive first, and then they all sit down, and they're like, well, where will everyone sit? And Madison's like, I don't know who's going to sit across from me, but I'm hungry, meaning like if it's like Taylor, she's going to bite her head off. But she says that's why she moved to that seat, so she can't sit next to Taylor and bite her head off. And Whitney sits across from her, and it is funny, like in the dinner, they're like, cheers darling because they like look like they're just on their own little dinner together which was cute and then Shep says he was in Jamaica in college which was 22 years ago and Benita is whispering it's like Olivia Madison and laughing she's like dang Shep is old like I'm 29 and then 
Olivia's like, yeah, President Roosevelt and World War II was happening when Shep was like here in Jamaica. So that was funny. It's always funny to crack a joke if someone's like way older than the group. Even though literally maturity-wise, he fits in with the rest of them. Like Vanita at 29 is more mature than Shep in his 40s. So then they're getting all the food served. They're doing it family style. The guy with his Jamaican accent puts down, I guess it is goat that they're eating, but it sounds like he says horny goat. And Austin's like, horny goat? This is horny goat? Like what? And then Rod immediately says, "Mm, you are what you eat, Austin. You are what you eat. And I'm like, oh shit, Rod's throwing it down. And then of course, Austin's firing it right back. He's like, well, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, just ask three out of four girls here. And then we look and it's like, obviously him and Madison dated. And then obviously him and Olivia. And then we're like, well, obviously the third girl is Taylor. And it's like, terrible. Like everyone's already mad at you guys. And like, let's just keep poking away that you guys and confirm that you guys did hook up. So that was a little uncomfortable because Vanita's like, I know it's not me. I'm the fourth and I don't even get a good morning text from Austin. So I'm not the one you're hooking up with. Then Craig's doing a little toast. Again, little housewife moment a little shady he's like I'm glad we can all come down here even though we're crisscrossed and some of us are mad at each other glad we can come here so that's funny and then um they're all like oh Paige is in here we feel bad for you and then they all like dinner's over and Austin and Madison go sit and talk which they've come a long way that they can even sit and talk to each other and basically this was Interesting, though, because her and Olivia are seeming like they're getting along. She basically said, screw Shep. If you love Taylor, just go for it, Austin. Like, what do you want? Like, don't worry about him because he wouldn't worry about you. And I'm like, well, that's kind of mean because we got to remember we would feel bad for Olivia ultimately. Like, no one's feeling bad for Shep, but we would all feel bad for Olivia if they did date. Like, that would be awkward and sad and she wouldn't want to be around either of them. So then um, everyone's like, oh, how would you feel if like your ex was like, or their exes and they're talking to each other. And like, if you were Madison's husband, like, how would you feel like her and Austin talking over there? And Shep's like, oh, I wouldn't mind. And Taylor's like, of course, we all know you wouldn't mind. This conversation isn't for you. She's basically saying like, this conversation isn't for you because you're a cheater. But it's like, well, you're doing some pretty dirty things lately, Taylor. So maybe the conversation isn't for you either because <laughs> you're backstabbing your best friend, basically. So maybe that conversation isn't for you either. But I'm excited for next week because um, we're probably definitely, we really didn't touch on any drama this week much. So we're going to get it next week. So I'm ready because the vacations, when the alcohol's a flow and we always get the drama, Um, I did want to talk about some Bravo gossip, but I guess I'm going to have to do that on the next one because this basically took up all my time talking about these two shows because I feel like with Beverly Hills and Southern Charm, we definitely got two very action-packed episodes and I'm really excited for the rest of the season for both of these. I think they're both delivering really well with the drama and the entertainment. Um, 
on my next one that I do, we'll talk about some just Bravo tea because I feel like there is a lot of dramatic things happening in the Bravo universe. So I'd love to catch everyone up. I hope everyone is decorating their house for the holidays. We are in full mode Christmas spirit. Um, we have two little ones. So our elf on the shelf has been visiting us. Her name is Twinkle and we're busy um, with kids stuff. Christmas. I My heart goes out to every parent out there right now that is preparing for the holidays because it's a lot. So after the holidays, we all deserve a little trip or a little spa day or just like an alone dinner with our spouse or our friends. And I hope everyone enjoys getting ready for Christmas and everyone's out like doing some fun festive things lately. And you can find me on my Instagram. I am Bravo T with the stay at home mom. And I hope everyone has a good rest of their day. Bye.